Hello and welcome to this podcast, Yes, I Have a Voice. My name is Ruth Lewis-Cost and I'm a caregiver and I am blessed to be looking after my elderly parents. I started this podcast to remind ourselves that looking after those in need is a privilege. As unpaid caregivers, we need to have a voice. We need to be able to shout loud and be proud of our status. And caregiving has no age. People of all ages are caregivers. This is my way of supporting you all emotionally and practically with tools from other caregivers on how to find the joy in your situation and make amazing memories. So let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome to another episode of Yes, I Have a Voice. And today I'm with Carla Holt. And Carla is a reporter with the NBC affiliate in Minneapolis, Minnesota. So Carla, you are a fierce fighter against Alzheimer's. And your background in journalism is really, really sort of helping you to absolutely take on that fight. So first of all, let's start off What is your background and what's your connection with caregiving? Well, thank you so much, Ruth, for having me. And I'm just grateful for your outreach and for your program and for all of your advocacy and for inviting me to be a small part of it. But my journey with Alzheimer's really begins more than 10 years ago, but 11 years ago now with my dad. And I'm a big believer in saying when you talk about this disease, who the person is who you started to lose. My dad was a remarkable man. He was the foundation of my life in terms of he was the one to whom I would go for advice, for comfort, for perspective on any number of issues. He volunteered in his community. He gave to his family. He worked hard at his job at 3M, which is a very Minnesota company. And he did all he could throughout his life. But like many people on this journey, some diagnoses, some Fates are inevitable, and Alzheimer's runs very strongly in his family. And in fact, four of the five children in his family ended up succumbing to this disease. And so we started knowing and noticing the symptoms relatively early in my motherhood status, actually. I had just become a new mother, and suddenly I was noticing changes in my dad. So like many people dealing with this disease, too, I was bookended by babies and Alzheimer's, and it was overwhelming. And I think what was fundamentally overwhelming about it is that you are grieving throughout the journey. You are losing so consistently this person who was the center of your life and who you love so dearly. And at the same time, you're having to make all these really monumental decisions. What do we need to do to protect him, to keep him safe, to keep my mother, his partner safe, and to ensure that she still looks after her own health and keeps herself um, comfortable, frankly. And so it was just that balancing act of trying to maintain job my own children, my dad, and then also still recognizing I was grieving. So that's really my direct connection to Alzheimer's. It was nothing we ever wanted. And and while we knew it wasn't his family, I think all of us didn't think it would happen to him. It was so many goodbyes because I kept saying goodbye to different parts of my dad, the dad who, to whom I would go for that advice, the dad 
who would run with me and, you know, share those athletic endeavors. The dad who recognized me, the dad who was able to feed himself, saying goodbye to all of those versions of him was heartbreaking and all within the reality of still needing to help him and help our family and help my mom endure what was happening. Yeah, everything you say, it's so devastating for people, absolutely. So I know that you now have a, a YouTube series mm-hmm. that I know that started when you were actually reporting, but they sound such fantastic. And this is all part of your fight against Alzheimer's. So do tell us a bit more about that. So it started for two reasons. One, I, I will note, and it's probably evident just by what I'm saying, this journey changed me. It changed me at my core because it touched the core of my being. And so I feel compelled to help others also going through this journey because I'll often say, I wish my family was unique. I wish that my story was, you know, something you would pause and think, oh, how unfortunate. But of course, clearly there are too many people who can resonate and too many people who can relate to all of these difficult journeys and decisions. So I started recording and capturing video of my dad and me in part related to my advocacy related to the Alzheimer's Association, which of course is a fierce fighter in this battle. Often I will refer to them as the general, at least here in the United States, the general uh, leading the charge against Alzheimer's in terms of research and providing support to people on the journey. And so I was advocating and wanted to bring awareness to what is a really important awareness event and fundraising event, which is the Walk to End Alzheimer's. And here in Minnesota and Minneapolis, we had the largest Walk to End Alzheimer's in the entire country. So we really wanted to recognize again that our family is not unique and that there is an opportunity by sharing our story to also share the impact of this disease and what it means to our country, to our world in terms of the emotional toll and of course the financial toll and especially related to caregivers. Because caregiving, I know for, well, for anybody, to be honest, obviously for Alzheimer's, but to be honest for anybody, it's just so devastating. But I know in the UK, it, there isn't the support network for the actual caregivers, for the family members who are looking after their loved ones. They have to fight for everything that they get. And I'm talking practical things. There's almost no just support. And there are, I found through my experience, there's some things for older people, but there's almost nothing when somebody actually is um, in need of care through Alzheimer's, whatever, at a younger age. They, it, there is this idea that it only is something that older people get, but we know that that's not the case. And more and more people are actually presenting with it at a much younger age. And I feel certainly that this is something that needs to be talked a lot about and to, you know, help people, those who are able to change things, the the researchers, the scientists, to understand more, that more and more people are getting earlier. Why? Why is that? I mean, that's another discussion that we could have on another occasion. But moving on a bit, you've started a company, haven't you? Yes, I started it really from an authentic and completely sincere place because, again, I was so changed by this journey and 
having to say so many goodbyes to my own dad. So I named the company So Many Goodbyes because, again, I felt like I was saying goodbye to different versions of this person who I love so dearly. And now I want to help other families and others dealing with this disease in any way that I can. And I'm doing that through a few different ways directly with the families and in, I'm offering mentoring. And it's not from a medical perspective because we have neurologists and gerontologists and nurses and lovely people on the front lines in that regard who are doing that important and good work. But I'm providing the family perspective as someone who has been there, had to make some of those really significant decisions. And then I guess additionally, as a reporter who does frequently research, not only for my own sake and for my personal interest in that related to my family, but for my work. So providing that that uh, informed perspective as well as I can as both a daughter and as a reporter. And beyond that, I'm also looking to do public speaking as I've been doing uh, for many years on this topic, sharing my family's journey and offering that compassionate perspective to others and specifically sharing it with conferences now, particularly those for caregivers and at long-term care centers and other medical and family organizations. But finally, and I mentioned this, the long-term care centers, that is really the epicenter of this disease when it comes to where people are working the hardest and are truly on the front lines. And I'm providing workshops for those frontline workers in a compassionate and non-condescending way because I do feel they are the heroes in this fight, but I also think they can benefit from understanding more what families are thinking at that stage of their journey. Too many families, I think, are practically limited. Maybe they don't have the time to be advocating and present on behalf of their loved one, or maybe they just don't have the connection to their loved one or the communication skills that will allow them to convey what they want. And so helping caregivers in the long-term care centers just to understand what families are going through and offering some very practical tips that I personally learned. And then I also learned by observing the best caregivers in our journey and also, you know, the things that didn't work necessarily and how to look for the person beyond the disease and how that can help truly the caregivers who are doing this difficult work because they too deserve our respect and recognizing especially that there are too few of them dealing with this crisis and that they need as much support, as much communication as possible as we can provide. So if I've understood it rightly, that um, what I was saying before about the actual caregivers, like the family members, the unpaid caregivers who are dealing with this, particularly Alzheimer's, not having you know, enough support for them. You can get the practical help, but no sort of like but literally mentoring support on, on how to deal with this even. So it sounds like that you are going to be offering that, which I think is an amazing thing because that is so, so needed. It is. I I look back, Ruth, at the start of my dad's journey. And again, I was overwhelmed and I didn't know what was ahead of us. And at every milepost, I call it my dad's last marathon. He ran many marathons, but his Alzheimer's marathon was his final one. And at every milestone, I 
I found myself grieving and overwhelmed and just also bewildered by what's next, what could possibly happen next. And, and I'm so grateful again for those organizations already doing such hard work on the ground, but they need support too. The Alzheimer's Association cannot do it alone. And other organizations that are out there, they can't do it alone. We need all hands on deck. So any kind of communication that I can share with others to say, okay, this is what you need to do now. And among that advice is not to paint that half empty picture or whatever. I, I don't want to be pessimistic for people. I do want to also allow them to recognize that you have a loved one in front of you whose presence is still physical and who you can still enjoy um, in terms of holding his hand and looking into his eyes and to be mindful of the need to still be present and to, yes, make practical decisions, prepare your heart and strike the balance that you need in your life, but also to savor the moment because those moments do end, as we know, and to just be present and to look for that subtle joy where it also exists, because that's very critical. This, this is a dark disease, so we have to look for the light. And I think that light can come in a smile at a moment when you least expect it, or it can come with a sudden moment of recognition and you can savor that and let that sustain you for when it no longer is, can, is possible for your loved one. So to that point, yes, providing that advice to families and just being a touchstone for them, someone to whom they can consult that they, they can ask questions of me and I can, you know, be completely transparent and, and refer them to the correct medical professionals who will have that degree to help direct them or simply say, this is what you need to do. You know, whatever direction, I'm not going to overstep my own knowledge and expertise, but I'm going to ideally be that friend that everyone truly needs when they're going through such a hard journey. Yes, often it is that, just that, just somebody who actually can understand because they've experienced it themselves. So, you know, and, and not people and people, the people closest to them often don't. So absolutely. How can all the listeners actually find you, find your your YouTube channel and then also find um, information about your company? Thank you. So so many is the website where you can find out all of the information about the company. And then the YouTube channel is named So Many Goodbyes as well. So trying to keep it simple in that regard. And also my name, you bring up my name and the word Alzheimer's and a lot comes up because of my work in that area and because I have been such a strong public advocate on this, this journey. But those are the best places to reach out to me. And then that way I can follow up with a direct connection to you. And, you know, I, I do think that I have felt as much as I've tried to reach out to the Alzheimer's community and, and to the family, I have received so much more than I've given because there there is no shortage of support among those who have gone through this journey and we are all in our own way trying to do our part to deal again with a crisis and the darkest of diseases and so I will just say that I am this is my attempt to be there for others and to, to make a difference and I also come from a place not just because I was so changed by my dad's journey and it's a way of honoring him but also to give back to the very community that lifted me during the most difficult days. So uh, I, I really believe there's strength 
in connection and in communication and receiving advice. And, and there's so much strength and power in someone just listening and for families to feel heard, for caregivers to feel heard, for long-term care centers to feel heard, for everyone to have their perspective heard at a time when we're all just trying to do the best we can while we're honestly grieving. Carla, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you and I look forward to, you know, connecting more with you, your videos through your company and just thank you so much. Thank you so much, Ruth. It has been such an honor to be with you. I truly appreciate it. Thank you for listening. And don't forget, if you like this episode, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a five-star review. It really helps. See you next time.